Hey, welcome to starting with today's first insecure and tea. So, play on words, insecurity. A shout out to the Cosby who came up with the name. Uh, Jay Hall who says this needs to be alive instead of a podcast. And boom, here we are talking about insecure season five, season five. And I'm really excited to discuss some of the themes that were in the show that uh, really play out in our real lives. So uh, stay tuned. Have a guest joining us. And we look forward to talking about y'all, talking about this show this season um, under the umbrella of community and mental health and wellness and really how we, um, you know, go forward in our goals and our lives and our dreams. So we have season one tonight. And, yeah, thank you for coming. We'll get started shortly. All right, so we're waiting for Jay Hall to join us, and we'll get started shortly. Hey, thank you for joining us. Let us know what you thought about season, the first episode, not season, season episode one. Um... Did it go as planned? I think the biggest surprise for me was the the robbery scene. I was like, what? This is wild. Yay. Jay's here. Uh, uh plus one. They've updated. All right, cool. Loading, loading. Hey. hey. How are you? I'm good, partner. How are you? I'm good. Um, insecure and tea. <laughs> yesterday, yeah. so yesterday we were at a super small kickback at Conrad's house, chilling. <laughs> you just, you just, you just like told our destination. I mean. Let them know it wasn't like a party situation. You know what I'm saying? It was like right, right. small, hey, how y'all doing situation. Um, and I was like, yo, I just binge watch all seasons of Insecure. And they touched on a lot of things that started with today. Talks about in the barbershop, you know, things we covered on the lives before. And I was like, it should, we should do a podcast. And you were like, I, I, I up the ante. You like, nah, let's do a live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do a live. I hit up Lawrence this morning with a voice message. If you have not received a voice message from me this pandemic, and that's all I send. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't get a seat in the text, it will be a voice note. Um, so hit up him was like, yo, how can we name this, you know, without having HBO hit us up? And uh, he was like, insecurity. I was like, oh, here we go. Shout out to Lawrence. Shout out to Lawrence and you uh, for seeing the vision. What up, Jazz? Jazz, our director of marketing is in the building as well. All right. So. Episode one, season five. 
initial thoughts? I was on the edge of my seat. The whole because, time? Because, like, I, I desperately wanted all the answers in, like, 30 seconds. Uh, true. And then I had to realize how the show goes. A slow and, build. Yeah, I had, I had to come back. Um, so off the top, them visiting their college, I thought was dope. And shout out to visiting college on Howard Homecoming. Sorry, weekend. I'm repping today. Yeah, um, shout out, shout out to HU. Yeah, yeah. Um, them visiting college because you know we always kind of had a. The thing I always loved about Insecure was there was never this like huge breakdown of everybody's past. It always kind of came along throughout stories when needed. Um, and, you know, when you left last night, we started binging the rest of season four. And we was up there till like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Hey. And, like, we didn't realize, for example, that Kelly is from Philly, you know, yep. things of that nature. So it was good to see, like, the heart of their group, which they all come from Stanford, which is where Issa went in real life. Right, of course. And so I, I applaud her for plugging that. Like, Howard does it all the time. People need to rep their schools. That's it. Since I should yeah. for her, her city, her school. Yeah, so I, I, I just thought that part was dope to kind of go back to the origin of like the the initial group of how we know everybody. You know, I, I thought that was a very much so like, oh yeah, bet because we talk about the subjects all the time, but we, you know, how often do we actually talk about the people and. And every group, I think, has that heart of how the group starts. Yeah, absolutely. You know, which which is another reason why Insecure has that such emotional attachment, right? So, so that was my initial thoughts off the top. I think I think them taking their time with it, because it definitely started off kind of slow for me. But I understood how they wanted to take their time and set the scenery and immerse you kind of into this... Um, to this setting. AC, I agree. I thought Lawrence went to school with them, too. But now I'm thinking about it. They have been together five years, and they've definitely been out of school more than. And Lawrence years. mentioned, um, I'm glad she brought that up. So we we <laughs> realized we realized that like Lawrence mentioned on that time when they all went to that dinner, that awkward dinner, when he brought that oh, girl that he worked friends. with. He said that my girl went to school with all of them. Yeah, he did. So I because I, 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 I thought he went to school with them also too, but no, it's, it was Issa. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that kind of makes his offense at that dinner more offensive, um, for sure. So one of the things that stood out to me that I kind of wanted to start this conversation with was we had a conversation, you and I, Jay, me and Jay are both full-time entrepreneurs, freelancers, workers. Like, we don't have a normal nine-to-five anymore. No, we just work 24-7. We work every day, <laughs> every second, even on Sundays at 10.57 p.m. Even on Sunday. <laughs> even on Sunday, yo. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about how, you know, some people go for this life of dreams and, you know, how, you know, social media has glorified entrepreneurship. And we really have really honest talks about how hard it is is and how stressful it is so when Issa said that on the panel like I was triggered <laughs> I was triggered I have never seen that level of realness like projected in that atmosphere about how hard it is and it's not just the win especially you're not endorsed by any big company you're not getting any you know um, co-signs by any big company it is really 
painful in your win scene so Yo. minute in comparison to be like, oh, well, you know, I just, you know, got this new six-figure, seven-figure deal. And, oh, I just, you know, went to Paris for the weekend. And, like, you're like, uh, I really believe in what I do. <laughs> if, that, if that matters. <laughs> So I got I got to take a second because when the guy started off and he quoted you know Biggie and he was like damn right I like the life I live and I apologize for him. my background looking like an Alfred Hitchcock movie I I live in a studio so when it's darkness it's darkness but <laughs> and he was like um, I went from negative to positive and everybody clapped I was like that feeling is how I felt when you go to these panels. And these people have these vague ass statements, right? Right. They have these very vague statements about like how they, you know, I just grind it, period. period. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and the checks just showed up. Like, as if checks just start coming, but you're not telling me you're on your friend's couch. Right. You're not telling me that you probably are still working like Uber Eats. You're not, you're not, you're not telling me like Issa said that she is still like a, a property manager and she's still working a job in that, right? Right. And you're not, you're not telling that truth about how you probably didn't eat today. The only reason why you're going to eat is because the place that you're doing the panel at, you're going to eat their food. That's real. That's right. True. And it's, and, and, but why is it that we have to feel like there's some sort of, I I, I figured, I feel as if there's this gap. We don't we don't mind talking about these humble beginnings. You know, I grew up eating sardines out the can. But it's that middle. It's kind of like the Bible that when they talk about Jesus at 12 and all of a sudden Jesus is 33. It's like <laughs> everyone is always all of a sudden they skip to this part where they're successful. That's really what is. And I'm like, what is wrong with authentically just saying, hey, listen, it is still a, a difficult walk. It is still a challenging journey. Right. You know, I'm you know, to keep the lights on. I'm freelancing over here. Um, I'm a technical writer. I'm writing over here. Or, you know, I'm delivering pizzas. What is wrong with that? Absolutely. Like, what is what is what is wrong with that? And when she touched on that, and I think the genius that you and I was talking about, Lisa, is that she's not going to hit you over the nail with these things. Right. They're, like, very subtle. Yeah. And you and I both said we've been guilty of kind of, like, in real time, like, tweeting about it, da -da, but not digesting it and that this was the first time after you and i talked last night I, I i made that a lesson for myself i was like let me digest this like my phone was in the corner and i was really focused and i was like yo here we go again and this is why she's a genius in that and this is why it hits such a because that is a real thing because being an entrepreneur or self-employed you don't just wake up and you have this money that's so real and i think it, again it's one of the things i was thinking about is how the show what we talked about, just, I mean, we were having a casual conversation. I didn't know we were going to land here, but I'm glad we did. But just really about how it captures this black millennial that um, thing is around careers, right? Because it's not anything that Gen X or Gen uh, Baby Boomers have seen and Gen Z still coming into their own, of course. Um, but really this bridge where we saw our parents' careers relationships lives and took what we wanted out of it and then said rejected the rest like we don't want this we don't want mm -hmm. to be miserable we don't want to you know um you know be laid off with no pension you know 
after the reception. You know, it's just like it's so many unknown variables. Like we want to take control of our career path. So I think we see that with Issa, but we also see that with Molly. We're saying, you know, we have this new generation of black lawyers that have came out the woodworks in response to so many things like social um, climates, but also with the stability of this career path that maybe, you know, uh, hasn't been in their family before. Yeah, and there's still some unsureness about it. Right. Because you're walking a path that no one next to you has walked before. That's real. You know, and you don't, the thing about being a creative is you don't know what your life is going to look like until you create it. Mm. I heard Amanda Seal say that on Breakfast Club, who's on the show, you know, and that's a real statement, you know, to, to understand because when you look at the next person, how they got there is not how you're going to get there if you get there at all. And so, you know, when she touched on that and then being on that panel and then, you know, people just clapping and things of that nature, I think that's the genius of why the show has had such a strong, one of the one of the many, many, many reasons why the show has such a strong, like, connection. How, how did, you know, if you don't mind me asking, how did you feel about the awkwardness of Molly and Issa's relationship? Like, that trying to be in conversation and, and you know, having that best friend and y'all. Because we don't see that a lot of times. I don't think I've ever seen that in my black life of watching television. Usually. Really? Because think oh, about it. TV. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, on TV. Because think about it, right? Even when Ron and Dwayne fell out, right? Like mm -hmm. they came back together, and then the show was over. Like usually, mm -hmm. when Tommy and Martin fall out, but that part is true. That just because you guys talk and y'all heal, it 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 doesn't mean y'all your rhythm is going to be right back on it. So I, I, I know how I might have felt about it. How did you feel about? Seeing you know, that? it was that scene. It was so good, and I've been through that that you know, disconnect, reconnect seasons with, you know, longtime friends and it happens. I think at this point it's like, oh, you know, you just hope that the relationship can, you know, you kind of hope that it can withstand it, right? I don't really stress myself out over it as much, but I think Telly kind of said it, you know, really if you're walking on eggshells trying to figure it out, right? You don't want to re-trigger something that's fragile, uh, but her approach is saying, you know, what does she need right now? Like, how can you show up? Yeah. Kelly could win a Nobel Peace Prize for that because <laughs> that is such great advice and like a reminder for friendships and relationships in general. I think a lot of times we get stuck in our head and saying, okay, how can I show up? And so Molly falling back after Easter speech didn't go as planned and i that was also resonated to me you know you've been around when i've had public speaking opportunities that didn't go as i thought it would go you know in my mind um but you know there's always more opportunities right and so the thing we talk about is like how do you get better but her molly following back and like really creating some space for her and Issa, 10 out of 10 the best version of molly i think we've seen since maybe season one, episode one, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's been right, a right, right. Seeing this level of effort um, from Molly, I think with Issa, um, and that was one of the things that she said after season four is like Issa was tired of having to always extend the olive branch to Molly. You know what I'm saying? And that is exhausting. You know, so having that extended to her, I think, was great. And she was hungry. Listen, I was hungry today. 
and I'm a different person. Like everything is like <laughs> at the surface, like it's a bomb. Just don't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then when she got the food, she's like, "Okay, I can breathe, I can relax," you know, and really have a, that that conversation. So it was beautiful to see, and I think it was so. I think it was just hyper real, hyper real, you know that those scenes. I think the only thing that was kind of like, "Oh, this is a show." It's like, okay, you get a ride by someone you went to school with, like. Yeah. I mean, but that's what Issa does, right? She right. doesn't take herself too seriously. That's so the weird. moment, the moment where you start to be all serious about the show, you and you get all tense, all of a sudden you remember that there's some comedy in it, or there's some awkwardness in it, and I, and and you know, I, I can't get enough of praising her um, for that and the writers behind the show for doing that. Um, the way I felt when I saw that, because you know, you and I was talking, and you know, I think even from last year, if you remember, I always looked at that relationship um, a little bit differently than most because I felt like because Molly and the way she is stereotypically she's more brash so mm -hmm. hers was easier to see what she was doing yep. but if you rewatch it Issa had a lot of subtle things that she was doing of being very dismissive of Molly's concerns too because Molly is that strong friend and a lot of times with that strong friend you like you got that you got that but let me tell you or people with money, you tend to think that they don't have emotional challenges also. Ooh. And so because your your finances might not be on the level of Molly, you will dismiss hers over yours. And there was a lot of things, you know, you and I, we've talked about this a lot of times where That's I was true. able to point out, like, look, look, that part right there, like Molly is coming to her and her attitude is like, yo, I'm literally always going to bat for you. Now, the problem is Molly handles things the way Molly handles things, right? Right. And so it explodes and things of that nature. But on the other side, I definitely understand Issa's point about, you know, that olive branch and um, and being exhausted by it. But I think it was a good place for them to start at the birth of their friendship. Yes, that reminder. I think that's always a good place to, like, and I think you're always reminded, like, why that person is in your life and what they bring to you. Um, hopefully, like, I haven't, I think, experienced where it's like, okay, you absolutely should not be in my life, um, you know. But, you know, for them to, to come back to that beginning and, and rekindle, I think, was really great. Okay, so one more thing before we get to Mr. Lawrence, because we got to talk about him. But I really did love this scene and Kelly brilliant and the writers are just brilliant, like Kelly killing off Kelly. But I love that when they saw that she was kind of dejected by not having a, a true memorial, that they gave her her memorial in mm -hmm. real time. And I think that's so I've been really big on this, you know, I've I've been kind of public about I've experienced so much loss this year and I just lost the neighbor this so I don't even remember how many people, loved ones, that have passed this year. Like, I don't remember. But one of the things, the lessons that I'm taking with me is, like, really loving on people that I love in real, real time, that they don't have to guess what I value about them or what they bring into my life. Like, I want them to know and feel it um, in real time. And I think that's always kind of been my thing, but, like, even hyper now, like, there's, if I, if it comes to my heart and my spirit, you're gonna know. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so I really did enjoy that scene. How did how did that scene sit with you? I thought it said good because we need to do more praising that doesn't involve actual like holidays and birthdays. Ooh. You know why can't we have a moment where we're just going to take time to honor Charlotte 
or to honor, you know, cause, you know what I mean? Like, why can't we have a moment where we just do that? Um, but I also felt like it was kind of a crossroads for someone like Kelly, who in, you know, one of her statements that she said is, am I just a joke to everyone? And again, it goes, yeah, it's, 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 it's one of those hard things because people judge you based upon what they feel like you put out. Mm. And they, you, as a, as a human, you desire for people to look behind the curtain. Ooh. You you de you you desire for that, so it's kind of like yeah, I joke a lot, but you think I ain't got feelings? You think I ain't got emotions? Or doesn't this? And you find that people just kind of create these narratives wow. within themselves. Within themselves, it's and, so true. Yeah, and and they just like no one stops to think that you are a person because she was really affected by that, you know. Um, and you can, you know, she was really like, wait, this is what I'm going to be judged for. Like, first she was taking it as a joke, but it was kind of like, wait, this is, this is what life is about. And it was good for them. I felt like that scene was good because it was good for her friends to remind her, the friends that matter, yeah. to remind you that, you know, the only people you should care about their opinions is the ones that's always been there for you. This is just, these people have just been around. But any of us, we're all human. Even my don't give a ethnic can get caught up in people's um, thoughts that I barely see or I'm, I'm barely around and right. so I, I'm just as guilty as she is by needing that core group to remind me of, of that love and we don't often do that Be, and, and I think the theme of just that scene and when we were talking about Molly and we were talking about you know that how often do we have conversations about relationships and friendships like there's all these movies and TV shows that talk about you know, romantic and talk, you know how to date books, but how often do we talk about like how to be a friend? Right. Because usually, once some once somebody get married, it's like, well, my family and my obligation is this. I don't owe you no apology, and just, I'm sorry just because you are married or you are in a relationship, it does not give you an excuse to behave in a certain type of way or ignore my feelings or to stop being my friend. That's real. And I felt like that scene was important when they did that for Kelly because it showed you don't have to be the status quo for us to honor you. You know, that's really good. And now you got me thinking about the things that they said about her were not based around accomplishments that I think a lot of times we put as, you know, more emphasis or more value on in our society, especially on social media, right? It was nothing about her career. It's talking about how the times she showed up for her friends. Like, and I think that's beautiful. So yeah, I, I agree. It was so good. All right. So, Lawrence, come into the end. <laughs> so, maybe, maybe I should rewind. I am team at this juncture on October 24th, 2021, Team Nathan, all day, every day. Like, Mr. Dipset. Dipset, Dipset. <laughs> um, so, I'm Team Nathan. Uh, I, I ain't been Team Lawrence from, like, jump. A lot of triggers around their dynamic for me. Okay. So, I've been there. At least you're honest. Dad, least you're honest. Wrote the book. At least you're honest, yo. Right? So, um, but at the same time, by the end of season four, um, I respect his, his humanity again. Kind of what you were saying before is slow build slow character development, uh, intentional, you know what I'm saying, um, character development. And I respected who he was 
and who he was growing into. And so I wasn't against their relationship. It's just like, I'm still like, does he inspire you? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, it was good to see him on screen. And I think the ending where she just was just teary-eyed and like, I was waiting for more, but like more wasn't needed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What would your What were your thoughts on that? I knew it was coming. Did you think it was coming in episode one? Yeah, and I didn't think it was. I didn't think we was gonna get a lot of it. Like I, that was the only thing I did expect. Okay. I was like, we're either gonna get her saying, "I'm not dealing with this dude," you know, like alone in her in her mirror or something like that. But I felt like we was gonna get some sign, whether like Lawrence like. You know, like if Lawrence called her on the call ID and she rolled her eyes. Like, I felt like we were going to get some sign of that. But when it comes to um, Lawrence showing up, you know, I, I I find it funny between Lawrence and Nathan. Out of all the men who come on the show and, and Issa has dated and been with or whatever, Nathan and Lawrence both, for me, they stand out the best, stand out the most. Right. Uh, one reason is because when Lawrence had first said, hey, you know, I mean, I mean, when Nathan, um, when he disappeared and he came back, and he was dealing with mental issues. I remember seeing all these think pieces about how, you know, mental, you know, wealth and health is, is big in our community. And the way Issa ignored him was wrong. And he's a black man going through these mental things. You know, and I remember I saw all this sympathy and empathy for Nathan, who at that point was only like five episodes in. But Lawrence was and, and we didn't and we didn't even see and we didn't even see you're right you're right I don't yo know. we didn't and we didn't even see I'm, yo, sure finish, but, I'm just saying like we didn't even see how nathan act we just saw him leave and then he came back and gave us a reason but with lawrence we literally saw the definition of depression like we saw it unshaved like and, and i saw this when i was um binging it like Lawrence was like not shaved, wearing joggy pants, and then you saw his confidence build. This is just season one when he went on a job interview, got himself together, cleaned himself up. And you and I, we talked yesterday about how I didn't even realize that the day, the same episode where he told the girl that he had a girlfriend at first is the same episode he's cheated. So, and you know, I'm not trying to go that far back, but my point is, I think those two, it just it just kind of showed me like where people put their sympathy at, where they put their understanding, where they put their grace at and where they don't because people like to fit what they feel like the definition is for their feelings. Because if you're triggered, like the way you said you were, right? Yeah. It might be too tough for you to see certain things you're right. in that moment. You and, and you might, and you or you might not ever see it. <laughs> <laughs> you might not ever see it see, but then you, you go care. over here you go over here with Nathan and because he's new and he didn't live with but son dipped like he dipped like he left yeah. but always forgiven literally always forgiven and I was seeing team Nathan everywhere t-shirts all kind of stuff um, so seeing Lawrence when I saw that and even when she didn't even have to articulate that she didn't want to do Lawrence knowing how she feels for me still says how well they know each other mm. because he was like yeah, yeah. and he didn't even pose anything Woo. and it's so it's, it, it shows like how well they know each other and, and and i mean that was like that almost hit harder than the first breakup we saw that that for me that that hit hard because she couldn't bring it to her heart to say it out loud right 
and he wasn't going to force her to say it out loud. Let me just say, there's no other person on earth that like is more perfect for this conversation than you. Oh, okay. Are <laughs> <laughs> you holding your breath? <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead, man. I'm just, you know, just here, yo. I mean, like, because I hadn't really thought about it from that lens, but here's my here is my refute to some of it, right? So you're absolutely right. Lawrence uh, depression does not get the same sympathy. Um, but we have, I think, a little bit more language now than we did in 2017 when the story launched, right? So 2017, mental health was still not talked about to scale as it is now. We still got a ways to go, right? Um, and so really identifying what depression looks like, functioning depression, high functioning, or, you know, moderate to high functioning depression looks like, I think it's something that we as Black people, as Black millennials, are still really kind of coming to terms that it can look like a lot of sleep, that it can look like, you know, not having your house clean or look like, you know, not being able to do, you know, day-to-day -day functions. And I think for me, I'll say for me, my mind was already so set on based my personal experience that I have projected to this show that is projecting back to me that I think are real and valid, right? Uh, that it was like, all right, I'm already against, you know, Lauren's effort or their lack of or him like shutting her out when she, you know, came clean. I just, there were a lot of things that I felt like they weren't in the same space. Um, they wasn't making each other better from what I from what was happening, and when they separated, it seemed like they both began to really kind of get the attraction. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think in that it talks about mental health so much, like so. I don't like starting with today has to talk about it because it's ingrained in in all the episodes um, for me. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Still though team Nathan at this moment but I saw the preview for Kofi and again I don't know right 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 <laughs> and I mean and, and the thing is I mean I think it's fine to be um team Nathan in that sense I just feel like I don't I mean I'm not behind the writer's room but for me that doesn't seem by accident that doesn't seem by accident that we had these two characters and what one display. I mean, and like you said, yes, our language wasn't the same in 2017, but Nathan only showed up like two seasons later. And then all of a sudden, you know, but I think the, the, one of the things that come to me is understanding that it's, it has many forms. Depression has many forms. Absolutely. Love has many forms. Relationships have many forms. So we just finished talking about how the relationship between two friends a lot of times, especially amongst men, they're not going to go through all that with their friend. They fall out with their friend and they don't even want to worry about healing because, and listen, anybody can check me if I'm wrong about this, but I don't remember no adults or nobody talking to me about how to make up with my friend, mm. about how to make up with my homeboy. You know what I mean? Like nobody has that conversation. It was always a get over it attitude. Mm. And then if you did come home and complain or express a concern that you and your homeboy was having a falling out, whatever, the first thing um, it was said to me coming up was, what, y'all gay? You know what I mean? Like, why are you mm -hmm. going through that? So instantly inside my head, 
there wasn't a lot of room. And right. so when I, even when I came to that point of being able to express how I felt to a friend, I understood why they were so short with me. Right. And so is I, I think that what the show does is that it provides you different lenses of how things are supposed to look because we can be so committed and so fixed of what we feel like this is supposed to look. Oh, Nathan, totally fine. But you know what? You saw Lawrence have sex with the bank teller and you saw men cheering online and the triggers were set off and there you have it. Lawrence ain't crap. Lawrence is trash. Lawrence gets another girl pregnant. But I mean, but TSA Bay had two baby mamas for our understanding, right? But because he was a jokester, everything was fine. So it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy how the selectism of everything and how it plays a, a part in that. But, you know, I, I think I, I like them those two together, but I think it's also, and we don't know, this is just the first episode, but it is a testament how, like, sometimes in life, two perfect people just can't find the right beat. Mm, or sometimes true. when you make a mistake, you really can't bounce back. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, it's really, it's really like, man, you know, like that one mistake and you would love to heal, but this happened while you were over here and this happened while you were over there. And then mm -hmm. next thing you know, boom. And I like the fact that if Issa is saying that she can't deal with Lawrence, I like, I'm going to tell you why I do like it, even though I do like Lawrence, it's because it showed that you don't have to feel obligated to someone because of what you did. Right. Like, by guilt. So I do respect that. I, I, I'm watching, my, like, my goal is to watch it without expectation. Mm. We'll see how that goes. I didn't have expectation. I've been trying to avoid many trailers. I hate that I even saw that uh, preview for the next episode. But well, like, they were showing the whole season, so they were teasers. They was like on this season, so it was a mixed bag. Okay. Yeah. So I've been trying to avoid. Like I just want to go into it, and I like to watch my movies the same way. Like I don't want a lot of backstory. Just tell me when it is, and like. <laughs> who's the main characters and are either going or not going. Um, so I, I will see how that goes. But yeah, I will be more open to it. But I, I really am excited about the themes that they have brought up. Is there anything else uh, that you want to uh, strike us over the head with uh, tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want, to, I, want, <laughs> I want to ask you, like, uh, as starting with today, always open up this platform about mental health, especially in our communities. What was something that you saw in that that someone can see and act upon and or and go for a resource for? What, what was something that you seen within that? Because I'm at this point right now when I watch Insecure, I think everything's about mental health. When it I watch is. It. <laughs> I do, I do. Like, I'm just at that point now when it comes to Insecure. Like, every single episode, I don't care if I laugh, I'm like, all of this is mental health. So what do you what what did you see from your lens in that? There were two things that I think the first thing that jumps out was Molly actually actually uh saying that she saw, you know, Dr. Ronda and Dr. Ronda had said something, but it made her kind of change her approach to oh, overthinking, overanalyzing and saying in her own head. And so I think it's really important that we've seen Molly with this therapist like over what, two seasons at least, maybe three. Oh. And that it takes time to get to a point with your therapist 
to get comfortable to have in therapy in general. Because I think that was her first time going to a therapist. Um, it took a while for her to open up. You remember her first things with Dr. Rhonda were like, she wasting her money because she's not doing the work. She's not talking about what needs to be talked about. She's not having honest conversations with herself. Um, and especially not with the therapist. And so for her to say, okay, we're two or three years in now. And not only am I having real conversations, which we don't see, but we see the results of it. So we see a better Molly. We see a Molly asking for wise counsel and not like talking bad about Issa. You know what I'm saying? She's like, hey, what can I do better? You know what I'm saying? To show right. up better. It's a really different tone than it was before. She didn't she didn't bash her. So I think that growth that we see, it takes time and it takes intentionality. It takes, you know, actually wanting to be, um, show up better and then putting it into practice is a whole nother beast, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. To do uh, into practice day in, day out. So that kind of stood out the most. And the other part that really kind of hones into my starting with today, I started with today family um but this theme around community right and like really insulating yourself with like people who are rooting for you shout out to Issa but people are really rooting for you not just like tolerating you but actually want you to see you you win and um and understanding how we can all win together so I think that with the friendship going back to college you know, in the ways they have helped each other. You know, Kelly had helped Issa with her credit, you know, when she was trying to get an apartment way back when. So those things, like those friendships that build community that actually help you reach your goals. Um, even just like last night chilling, you know what I'm saying? Just you need that connection and there's no substitute for it. And I think that plays such a, a part in our mental health Um and our, our mental wellness that we kind of take for granted, right? But it's it's always been a way Black people have healed and have found love and community and joy and creativity um, and sustained ourselves in, in, you know, a world that really doesn't want to see us survive. Yeah, I, I, I want to leave something for you before we go because I think you have a better range for it to look out for. When they showed the previews for the season coming up, we see that Molly, the character, because we know the actor had already did it, but Molly, the character, cuts her hair because at the end of the episode, she's holding her hair and she's looking. Yeah. And I would like, when we do this again, to explore how the physical transformation of somebody, what is that about, right? We talk, what we have seen so far, so that's a great point because actually yeah. in my notes, I'm going to put it here. <laughs> Can y'all see that? East yep. was, hair growth uh, because Jay has trained me and he will make sure I have notes because Jay Hall has trained me in his school of communications. <laughs> so, like, he didn't have to tell me. He didn't have to like, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think like... But, no, but we, what I had thought about yeah. when I binge, like, Issa's hair was very short. I haven't, you know, I don't know where Molly's story is going to go, but Issa's hair was very short season one um in real life and on the show and over the years it has grown so now it's like you know in a bun veins and like she has a lot of hair 
um, in comparison to where she was in season one. But I thought it also parallels with her own growth day in and day out on the seasons. And um, so I do think there's transformations that have happened. Um, and so, yeah, I will, I will look out for that because I'm, there, there are probably other ones that have been more nuanced that I have not uh, seen. But Issa's hair growth has stood out to me throughout the seasons when I watch yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's something. Yeah, I think it's something for us to hear, especially us as men, because we have a tendency to always think that everything you got, you ladies do, is it's because of us. Right? All right, no. And so <laughs> it can be a good educational um point to kind of hear like these transformations, especially with black women, the face that you see in the mirror, you know, and to see if, you know, for example, if Molly's behavior is going to change, right? If she right. going to cut over her head, is she going to be turned up? Is she not? You know what I mean? Things of that nature. So I just I just wanted to point it out, you know, because I, I'm aware that I can only speak for it to a certain extent. But, you know, with experience of a black woman's hair, it's something I wanted to toss to you um, in the future. Yeah, and I, I always, um, what I can say, yes, and I do say I change my hair with my mood and, you know, also with my schedule. Um, so, but I've never done like a, a a cut to that extreme. So I'll be interested. But yeah, I'll keep an eye out. Maybe we can find somebody who has cut their hair and invite them to yeah. uh, to join us. Yeah. So we'll That'd keep be awesome. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, that is all for uh your heart's minds clear for this one. Uh uh Honey Dove said you can take a lot of things back, but you cannot take back a baby. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, Night Husa says everyone doesn't have to like you when you had a friend disagreement rather than advice over how to move forward with your friend. I agree. So to move forward. All Absolutely. Right. So thank you all for uh, joining us for our insecure NT. I really like it, and I really do have tea. Uh, today, I was drinking uh, Trader Joe's has a um, seasonal harvest blend tea, and it's, it's fucking delicious. I was trying to think of another <laughs> word other than fucking delicious, but that's what it is. <laughs> okay. 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 Congratulations on the effing delicious tea, yo. <laughs> All right. So, we see y'all back next. Sunday, same time, same place. Thank you for joining us. Tell a friend, bring a friend. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good one. Bye.